Hey, everybody. <laughs> Hi, guys. Well, from Seattle, Washington. Oh, no. Oh, I mean, Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank. And I'm Dan. Coming up on today's episode, we're going to talk superstitions. Oh, it's, it's very spooky. Oh, everybody, get some wood to knock on. Yeah, get, oh, yeah, get we're, some... Um, we're going to denounce this stuff, but you don't want to fully denounce it. you got to no, no, knock on every, some wood at the same time. You might need to know. turn around three times and spit. Spit. Mm. You don't know. You get some salt ready yeah, in sure, hand. Sure, to throw that over that left shoulder. Right? Yeah, yeah. A, what, is, what, are, what are the Italian things? How do you ward off the, the evil when, when there's a superstition in Italy? No, I don't know. You don't? I know the stuff to avoid. But you don't, you don't know how to ward it off? Well, yeah. You don't let, you don't let wind slap you. Yeah. Well, I, I just <laughs> figured that there would be some sort of like gesture or something that you could I don't, do. I don't really recall if huh. there was. I mean, I, was, I wasn't there to get into their superstitions. Right. Right, you didn't, you didn't want any of their culture. I you wanted them to take. I knew your... what some of their superstitions were, but how to ward them off, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So that's funny. You were there to give them your culture, not to not to participate not in to theirs. Enjoy theirs. <laughs> Goodness gracious! I'm a missionary, people. You're supposed to do what I tell you. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. It's rain. <laughs> it's rainy here in Salt Lake. It is rainy. It's not often rainy. Yeah. I mean, it it's, it's kind of a fall thing. Yeah. Like spring and fall, it tends to rain a little bit more, but, but it's again, just rainy. Yeah, like for days, like socked in. That's not what we're about. No, no, we, li- we live. We in don't a, do that. We're people. in a desert for a reason. Yeah, when it rains here, it rains incredibly hard for fifteen minutes, and, and then, then it's, it's it done, and then it's blue sky. Yeah. Were you around for the amazing smell the other day? Oh my god, <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> I mean, okay, so I've never, okay, yeah, everybody, we'll, so we'll back just so you know, what happens is we get what's called the lake effect, where the the Great Salt Lake, which is this, as you probably know, a giant body of very of incredibly saline water, mm-hmm. uh, right next to us, which all on its own shouldn't stink. No, the stinkiness is from the brine shrimp, right, and brine flies, and and, and their, their carcasses. dead carcasses right on the the, the beach, rotting on the beach. The, but also, it's not, it's, but also, it's, we get that sort of salty smell. So it's like it's like imagine the ocean with rotting carcass smell ad- added to it, and yeah. then and then certain weather patterns whoosh that over our valley, <laughs> which is lovely. <laughs> and but this time it was like there was like an extra added element. Yeah, of, no, like it was like foggy like a, and yeah. weird. Well, okay, I saw the whole thing coming because I was driving west. Down from the university area. Okay. And as I was approaching the west side, um, there was, it was calm and blue skies on the east side. As it always is. Because that's the side that Jesus loves. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, it was, it was microburst type stuff. Wow. And you could just see crazy winds happening and just stuff getting just churned up. Wow. And um and then all of a sudden I hit this wall of lake stink that was unbelievable. Yeah. It doesn't Brent normally and I, happen like Brent that. I, no. Normally like you get you get a good lake stink maybe a couple times a year. And by good lake stink it's just it's just gross. It's just, it's just a, in it the air. It doesn't smell very good, but it's not like this repugnant. Was, this was 
we were discussing whether or not we wanted to go out to dinner. Yeah. Because it was going to ruin our dinner. Yeah. If we you went somewhere that wasn't like well vent but even if it was ventilated, it would be ventilated with this crappy air. It's just so bad. And, we were just, and you're worried that you're gonna smell bad when you go back inside because it was just awful. Oh, everything stunk. Yeah. I mean eventually when we did go to the restaurant everybody inside would like, <laughs> kept like ducking out to kind of smell the street to see if it was how stinky it was yeah. it was awful yeah we're really selling salt lake right now <laughs> good job it, come this, and visit us everybody this was the worst <laughs> lake sink i've ever smelled yeah it's only I happened will, once yeah this particular thing but you, who knows you maybe, throw up it maybe it's so global bad. warming Maybe that's what's happening. No, it was just a really bad microburst out oh, at the lake. Yeah. Yep. So, but anyways, we've belabored <laughs> smelly, smelly Lake City. Smelly Lake City. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna go to a happier topic. Oh, weddings. Oh, weddings. Oh, everybody loves a oh, wedding. I love weddings, except one pastor. Who? Oh no, he loves weddings. What? But, uh, but you're this, confusing me now. This is a pastor in Houston, Landon, Texas. We've been to Houston together. You and we I have, yeah. Um, they don't have the, zoning the, in, Texas, in Houston. I know. It's weird. Yeah, we could go and build whatever we wanted to. Anywhere. Ne- next to anything. Right. Strip club next to a church. It's bizarro land. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you something about the Truth Ministries Holy, Holiness Church. Uh, recently, uh, they were going to do, uh, there was a couple, they were going to get married there. Everything mm. was great. Mm-hmm. Pastor meets with the bride and groom and about an hour before Oh, okay. uh, to, to sort of just go over some stuff. Right. And apparently his comment was, where's the other half of the dress? <gasps> oh, no. Homegirl was a little slutty. How, how, are there photos? There's a photo. Apparently, they've supplied a photo of the uh, from the website okay. of the dress. Okay. So it's a model. It's not the bride. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> the bride was a lot slutty. The bride was a hooker. <laughs> but <laughs> I love that we're slut shaming right now. Yeah. That's yeah, good for us. Yeah. But this thing yeah. is like plunging neckline down to sort of navel. Belly, yeah, down, down to, down to, close to the navel with a little, and then it's got a little like, like a little ring mm. that's like revealing a little bit more belly. Even, yeah, it's because just, there wasn't enough. Mm-mm. And their skirt is, you know, vag, vag showingly <laughs> short. <laughs> Jesus, like she's not allowed to sit down. Sleeves, none, no sleeves. No, we're it's a halter. Do we know about the back of the dress? Mm-mm. How far down it plunges? No, I'm guessing it doesn't matter because everyone's it's going really to be the front. sort yeah. of looking at the front. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So he makes that comment. Everybody kind of giggles and goes back to, you know, prepping the bride and whatever. Right. And then turns out he's going to not do the service. Well, he didn't feel good about it. No. He got a, an icky feeling. Yeah. So he's not going to do... So he... So... I mean, imagine this. You've got a family oh. of people. People have come from oh. out of state Surely. to go to a yeah. wedding, yeah. and the pastor's refusing. <laughs> so, what, what so then, uh, you know, everybody's up in arms. Everybody's mad. Yeah. The pastor has locked himself in his office <gasps> this is... and won't come out. <laughs> Run away. There's no runaway bride here. It's a runaway priest. <laughs> And then, so another, there's another minister who's in attendance, who's just coming to attend. So he says, hey, I'll do it. Oh, okay. And as a courtesy goes to the uh, first pastor and just says, hey, would uh-huh. you mind if I did it? 
And the first pastor says, no, you can't do it. That's disrespectful. Oh, my. Okay. So two days later, they still weren't married. <gasps> oh. <laughs> oh. Isn't that amazing? What? Oh. I, I mean, was there like, wow. Can Can they sue? Can they like... I don't it know. Feels like something they should be able to sue him over. I mean, maybe because like there's there's a certain amount of breach of contract there, right? It feels like it. And yeah. Like, all this money that had been spent, and right? All these all like not just by them and their fa- immediate family, but like by extended family and loved friends and loved ones who like showing up and. I just think she was she was so disrespectful to Jesus. They need to just find her a sheet. Yeah, exactly. Just cover up. Just cover. Just, just for now. Just a napkin over the décolletage. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're fine. Uh. <laughs> and then her first, you may now kiss the bride and remove the napkin. Sure. Yeah, it's lovely. Yeah. Uh, I just thought that that was, this is, uh, this is where, where the rubber meets the road when it comes to <laughs> Texas religion. Oh. Uh. I imagine that that's a that that's a problem in Texas. Those kind of dresses, yeah, yeah, and right. cowboy hats probably <laughs> too. You got to you got to navigate these things. Yeah, Jesus cares about fashion, people. Yeah, I just want you all to be be aware of that fact. Yeah, he anyway. probably does. He was a fashionable fellow. He had the nicest robe, mm-hmm. and, and the, he started the whole Birkenstock. Thing. <laughs> he did. It was a craze. <laughs> I had a pair back in the 90s. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> but did not, you wear socks? Oh, not the standard Birkenstocks, though. They were very, they were like mostly oh. covered and they had, maybe they were Doc Martin sandals. They were, I think mine were Doc Martin sandals. Not nearly as cool. Mine were I'm not going to make a comment because I don't remember much about, enough about 90s fashion to know. Mine that. were totally Birkenstocks. I know they, they were. very cool. Yeah, right. They were very, very cool. Uh-huh. Because I was very cool. Uh-huh. As a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> you were the coolest guy in a tiny town in Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you. You had a lot of competition, my friend. Yeah. And they didn't care much for that fact. No. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I'm I'm going to take us to Brooklyn. In New York? In New York. Oh. Um, where a group of uh, five... Um, Orthodox drug dealers uh, announced to their is customers. Dr- is drug dealer a religion now? Oh, I'm Orthodox an... Jewish oh, okay. drug dealers. Okay. Sorry. Thank you for catching that. <laughs> you knew what I meant. Yes, I did. Yeah. Um, but they could have been Christian Orthodox. They could have been, but not when I, once I finished the rest of the, okay. the sentence. Go ahead. Um, they, um, they announced to their customers through text message that they would not be uh, that they would that they would be closed for Shabbat. <laughs> Put in your Friday orders now. <laughs> you're, you're not going to be able to get your heroin on a Friday <laughs> yeah. into Saturday. Uh, and uh, <laughs> right, you are about heroin. They uh, announced. Oh, really? Yeah, the text messages uh, included um, mentioning a brand D O B, which is uh, a brand name of heroin. Really? Do we know what it stands for? I don't know. Date of birth? I don't know. I have no clue what it means. Yeah. So don't look at me like that. Um, I didn't research what DOB stands I, for. There was no look. <laughs> I'm not you, Frank. I don't give you 
Oh, come on. Shaming ben. glances. Whatever. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, totally caught him. The police uh, the police were, wow. were able to catch them because they were... Because they were, they were trying to ob- obey their God. Yeah. Well, it's, you know what? You know what's important here <laughs> is when you are an Orthodox Jew, the, the most important part, or a religious person in, in general... It, it's the nitty gritty details of your Obey religion. the the the, the sort of day to day, the mundane. The rules. Yeah, but, but the, the the higher, more ethical, the conceptual dilemmas. stuff. You can ignore that stuff. Yeah, but you got to do clearly easy to walk. You got to do around. your day to day stuff. You got to wear your yarmulke. You got <laughs> to do all of the things. You got to have that little shawl thing with mm-hmm. the little uh, tassels coming down out out of the waistband or whatever. Sure. Yeah. You got to do all the things. Yeah, but uh, but I mean, you know, dealing drugs—that's fine. Uh, Nothing in the Torah about drugs. Yeah, I'm sorry. I've been calling. I've been saying they've been Orthodox this whole time. They're observant Jews. Oh, the well, article they're... actually doesn't say Orthodox. Oh, okay. So well, I feel like I should back off on that. They, who knows? Maybe they were. But yeah, we don't. I I can't. But confirm I mean, nor deny. Their I think Orthodoxness. I, but I they think were if, if they're. Uh, if they're refusing to deal their drugs on Shabbat, then we know that at very least observant is a an accurate yeah, yeah. <laughs> nomenclature. <laughs> oh my god! I, yeah. I hope they just weren't cultural. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they just on a whim they yeah. just decided, you know what? Let's try this Shabbat thing. <laughs> sure, why not? I just want one day of the week when we're not getting all these calls. Rabbi, Rabbi, is there a prayer for the heroine? I need a blessing on the heroine. <laughs> Baruch Atah, oh my God, this is good shit. God, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, we'll move on then. Oh wow, I think I think we need. I, I mean, it's fun because we get that kind of hypocrisy in Christianity all the time. We hear yeah. stories of that all the yeah. time. But uh, but there's a special kind of thing that happens when the Jews do it. I don't know why it's special to me. Maybe it's just less common. But I do like that. I, I, a good religious hypocrisy is nice every now and then. <laughs> I'm just going to say. You usually don't have to look that far. Do no, you? no. It's all you, over you, the place. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's <laughs> special. It really is. There's breaking news. <gasps> really? For you. Especially, yeah. Well, and 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 men of your ilk, men and women of your ilk, maybe specifically men, brown-haired. <laughs> yes, <laughs> if by brown-haired you mean homosexual, Dan. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I out you? Shoot. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm, I, my mock outrage. I don't even know what it's directed at, <laughs> at this point. <laughs> anyway, there's a cure. Oh, thank God. <laughs> there's a cure for. Uh, homosexuality. Uh-huh. I don't think anyone's really going to like it. Oh. Um, recently, an Iowa pastor uh, ha- was arrested for helping young boys cure their homosexuality. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I like where this is going. No, you really don't. Um, oh. He has... He uh, basically... He molested... At least, some, how did I know that that's where it somewhere was going? in the realm of uh, of uh, f- somewhere between four and sixty young boys? Oh my god! Um, he claimed that he was helping them gain sexual purity in the eyes of God 
He was basically fucking the gay out of him. How does that? I don't. I'm not quite sure. I understand. He was the helping. Mechanics he of said, this. "I don't know that I do either." <laughs> his claim was that he was. It was his duty to quote help them with their homo with homosexual urges by praying while he had sexual contact with them. <laughs> I don't even know if you're prepared for the next quote that I'm going to read. Oh, God, I don't even know if I'm not I'm not guy. prepared for the next quote that I'm going to read, but I'm going to read it anyway. Quote, when they would ejaculate, they would be getting rid of the evil thoughts in their mind. He told detectives. Wow. I mean, now in fairness, as soon as I ejaculate, I'm not interested in the porn anymore. So <laughs> it kind of does get rid of the evil thoughts in your mind. <laughs> it's It works. It's you're, a proven... Dan, you're <laughs> correct. I was not prepared for this one. <laughs> at all. Oh, my God. Because, like, it's it's outrageous. He's been arrested the, the, the on 60 counts. The that people will go to oh, the, to you know what justify... The, yeah. Yeah, the, their actions. He's just—it just, boggles the mind. And I—I I shouldn't be making as much light of this as I. I mean, I think it's—I think what's funny about this is obviously not that he's raping children. Right. That's not funny. It's not acceptable. But the fact that he's doing it to cure their homosexuality is particularly precious. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, that's obviously what we're laughing at right i i mean and by the way i said four to 60 he's he's been arrested on 60 counts of sexual exploitation um by the way he, he's like a christian therapist he's like a counselor <laughs> this is this, this is, story this is, is amazing how shitty this this man is matter of fact i'm gonna say his name his name is brent guru it's like one of those frenchy things with um oh. with all vowels and then an x mm. Um, hmm. he's 31 years old um, and yeah, probably got into the work that he was in, in order to gain access Yeah, as a classic predator. Yeah. 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 He, uh, wow. So, so yeah, I mean, you know, at least one of his victims when he was 14 years old, um, the, the, the perpetrator claims that they had contact 25 to 50 times the victim says 50 to 100 the one victim one victim and of course the perpetrator claims that it was quote mutual contact oh of course which you know the kid may have been quote unquote consenting but a 14 year old he not, legally not, cannot right. consent it doesn't matter yeah all he of legally, you are... and 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 beyond that i mean there's a reason why he legally cannot consent right because he he doesn't understand the impl implications at right. 14 years old. He doesn't old. know what's happening. You can't... <laughs> so he can't, He did not consent. Yeah, no. It was not mutual. It doesn't matter what the kid said. You're the grown-up, and you're not allowed to have sex with him. Yeah. Anyway, that's the, uh, oh, that's the newest way to get rid of gay. You just fuck it right out of him. I've tried. <laughs> At very least, if if it's not kids, it's a fun pursuit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I didn't try with a child. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no. Yeah, well, hey, you know, you could have a lot of fun trying to uh, to 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 fuck actually, gay guys actually, and, guess, until they're straight. I guess actually, um, <coughs> I didn't realize what I was doing. 
<laughs> right? You could have been ruining your own relationship. Oh <laughs> no, stay gay. Stay gay. What are you doing? I'm going to withhold now. <laughs> You're the one that so fucked that... me. <laughs> if you didn't want me to go straight, why did you fuck me? <laughs> oh, my God. It's terrible, Dan. Yeah. Well. Absolutely terrible. And I, <laughs> I object to you bringing that up. <laughs> well, I'm just reporting the news. Mm. All right. Um, well, I have another story. Okay. Um, do we, do, does everybody remember the name Terry Jones and why that name came yeah, up he was, the news he was one a few of the, years uh, ago? He was one of the members of uh, Monty Python. Um, Pastor Terry Jones. Oh, yeah. He's the mustachioed dickhead. <laughs> In Florida, in Florida, who uh, he 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 did burn a Quran, right? No, he he, tr- he announced he, that he was going to. He threatened to. He made a big national news, caused a bunch of hubbub about it, and then uh, got it, national diplomats and like, then got our, the highest levels of our government to like reach out to him, right? And, and then got he, him and then he to not do it, opted out of it. Well, he uh, he had a he had a plan. This <laughs> uh, this. September 11th. Oh, to mark the the 12th um anniversary. Yeah. Um and uh he was he was picked up en route to a local park, mm-hmm. uh towing a large barbecue style grill. Oh, it was delicious. He was going to have a barbecue. This uh it was filled with kerosene soaked Qurans. <laughs> of course it was. 2998 of them, one for every victim of September 11th. <laughs> And he was, uh, oh, he was fortunately the uh, local sheriff's department was uh, on their game that day. Yeah. And uh, they uh, they got him on felony charge of unlawful conveyance of fuel. (laughs) Uh, Sir, kerosene (laughs) must be conveyed in approved bottles, not Uh in books. Yeah. You are not allowed to... <laughs> he was also charged with unlawful open carry of a firearm. Oh, shit. A misdemeanor. And uh, the fellow who was with him... Wait, in Florida, um, you can't open carry a, a, a firearm? It, it might depend on the kind of firearm, and he might oh, have been yeah. doing it improperly. Right. I, I don't know the yeah. details there, but they were able to get him on it. He had it um, in his hat. And uh, apparently, the trailer was also uh, not properly registered. <laughs> So there were a number of things that they were able to pick them up on Terry, Terry, and Terry, uh, Terry, Terry. intervene before he caused an international event yeah. of unbelievable proportions. Well, I mean, it, the 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 Middle East would have blown up. They would in, have shit a brick. It's in, true uh, in in riots. Probably. And yet, and yet, how else is a small time pastor going to get national? publicity again he's got a taste for it yeah blood's in the water yeah he needed to do something he needs a show on fox is what he needs <laughs> maybe that's what he's vying for have you seen the onion the onion had did some uh you know when they when they in their videos they yeah. there was what do they call him he was like an old prospector type guy who would just come <laughs> and he would just like rant about like yeah. all the you know all these conservative things and always just go off track onto some crazy thing about blah blah blah. Yeah, I don't remember details of it, but I remember yeah. I remember that. That's what I think. Up. That's how I imagine uh, Terry Jones's <laughs> Fox, Fox News <laughs> show. show being. <laughs> 
Well, when I was a boy, you didn't have to put up with all these women coming through and doing whatnot. You could burn a Quran whenever you wanted to. I live in America. Burning books is part of our tradition. It's part of my heritage. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Oh, there you go. Again, my hat off, My hat is off to the sheriff department in you Polk know, County, Florida. By the same token, I, I got to say, it. It is legal to burn a Quran in the United States. Of course it is. And he's he's just bad at it. Yeah. You know, I mean, honestly, if you're going to if you want to burn Qurans, fucking get the permits, you know, <laughs> figure it out. It's legal to do it. Figure it out. <laughs> what kind of a moron can't get a book burned? <laughs> yeah. That are already soaked in kerosene. Yeah, well, that's his first problem right yeah. there. You soak it when you get there. When you get there. They, believe me, it's paper. Yeah. It wants to burn. It'll burn. You don't really need to soak it. No, he just wanted a big... In- kawoosh. Like, yeah, he just... Yeah, he wanted a kawoosh. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. You don't get no kawoosh now. Your your koans don't get a kawoosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good Lord. No, I, I mean, <laughs> God, this guy... This guy's clearly... He's clearly an idiot, because this should be easy. I mean, (laughs) you just don't open yourself up. There's so many... I could burn 2,000 Qurans tomorrow. Mm. I mean, it it would take me... Actually, I probably couldn't, because I don't know how I would amass 2,000 of them. He's probably... It's probably taken him a while to get this many. Yeah, well, it would be expensive, for one. Yeah. I mean, mean, 3,000 Qurans at what? A pop. Well, I mean, you got to figure some of them he's getting from like a thrift store or whatever. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But I'm thinking your cheapest Quran is going to be at least a seven dollar Quran. At least, at I least. Think. Yeah, look it up. How much can you get in a okay. Quran on Amazon? We're going to go Quran. <laughs> and guess what kind of ads? I'd, I'd actually like to see the ads <laughs> that you start getting on your computer. Uh, shopping. Let's see. Yeah. Oh, I got I got a nine do- I got a six dollar Quran. Oh, six dollars! Really? I got a nine dollar one. Hmm. Uh, How much for a flame resistant <laughs> flame retardant Quran? <laughs> it's a totally different uh, <laughs> fireproof search, search term. <laughs> what about what what about pro flame? What do do we have any like? Oh, does, do, does Duralog make a Quran? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Uh, the that might be it. That might Quranalog. be a <laughs> Lights up easy, stays going all night. It's the coronalog. Do you hate Muslims and also appreciate a nice cozy fire? Try coronalog. Also cleans your chimney. <laughs> Hey, kids, get the marshmallows. We're burning Qurans tonight. <laughs> mm, I love the smell of the Quran. Gives, burning. It gives my hot dog a really nice, burny, and mm. a nice sinful flavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> That's fun. <laughs> We're having fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, from uh, from Florida up to... Uh, up to where is this Akron, Ohio, I guess, um, where there are apparently the Amish, okay, uh, up there, and uh, and and uh, there's been a ruling by a uh, by an appeals court, 
which means that there was initially a ruling by a lower court. The, the lower court ruling said that this Amish family had the right to not get their child who has leukemia, uh, a 10-year-old girl with leukemia. They did not want to give her chemotherapy. Oh, God. Uh, so the, hospi- the hospital sued mm-hmm. them, and, uh, and the lower court said, uh, no, they can do that. They can deny their child medical attention, needed medical attention. The hospital is relatively, is almost sure, positive, that they can cure this leukemia if they can just treat it. Wow. Uh, so now an appellate court, an appeals court, has uh, sided with the hospital and said that the lower court has to reconsider its decision. What were these people doing in a doctor's office to begin with? If they weren't going to be... Like, how did they even find out that she had... How did anybody even find out that she has leukemia? I don't, I don't know. If they, if they have problems with medical intervention. Like, isn't that why they were in the doctor's office to begin with? Was because she was sick? Yeah. Well, I mean, this so brings it, up the really valid point, which is that... You know, I was talking to my sister about this just yesterday. My sister is undergoing treatment for cancer right now. She right. has she had thyroid cancer. Right. And uh right now I had to I was talking to her from 20 feet away because she is currently radioactive. She had to one of the treatments for for thyroid cancer is that they have a very specific um iodine radioactive thing and she has to they and she has to stay 20 feet away from people? Yeah, you can't pee in the same toilet after she's been at it. Like it's she's radioactive. You're kidding me. Yeah, it's pretty intense. So we're ch- chatting from twenty feet away. So she's really not allowed in pub- public right Mm-mm. now. Nope, nope. You can't drive in the same car with her. <laughs> if she spits on you, what? Twenty years later, you'll get cancer. What's her half life? <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like when can you go near her again? Yeah, I'm actually serious. No, in 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 uh, a week, I can go see her. Again. Okay, I All can right. I can actually give her a hug. Okay. So uh, pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that's pretty intense. It is. But it's here's the thing. So we're, so we're talking about, like, alternative medicines and all these mm-hmm. things. We're not mm-hmm. talking about it in, her, in the context of her treatment, but we're talking about it just sort of as a general concept. And, of course, I'm very anti-non-proven medical treatment. Sure. And she's, very, she's not very pro, but she's open, much more open to it than I am. Right, right. And so we were just talking about why I feel the way I feel and why I worry about people. And, you know, and she mentions a friend of hers who went on a juice, like on, on a master cleanse or whatever, mm. and it gave her a heart attack. Oh, yeah. And I was yeah. like, yeah, because you weren't eating. Yeah. Yeah. People, people, think, don't, people think that all of these things are harmless, but they're not. But the thing is... This person who was on the cleanse because everything can be cured by nature and everything, you know, all you have to do is... With the right proportion of lemon juice and cayenne pepper. Right, exactly. Well, and this person, like, (laughs) is a raw food person and only eats all of this stuff and is very, very careful and blah, 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 and doesn't trust modern medicine and blah, blah, blah. But let me tell you something. As soon as she has her heart attack, hospital. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Right. What are you going to do? Eat broccoli? No. Fucking get yourself to the hospital because you need real medicine. Yeah. Well, apparently the Amish, though, are the exact opposite. Right. They're they... willing to go for, like, the sniffles. <laughs> right. Exactly. But the kid needs something that's going to save her life, and they're withholding. So, it's apparently, they, the quote here um, from, from the, uh, the girl's father, Andy Hirschberger, 
he says, you know, our he says our belief is to a certain extent we can use modern medicine, but at sometimes we have to stop it and do something else. <laughs> okay. I wow. Think, I think the moment that you choose to stop it is not the moment where the hospital says we can cure it, you can't. Yeah. That's not the moment. Yeah. Pick a better moment. Yeah. You know, if you get the sniffles and they say, "Hey, you can take Sudafed," and you say no, okay. Yeah, you get the you get to keep your sniffles. Yeah, you 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 just suffer through the whole sniffles. Yeah, but at this moment, when it's your ten year old daughter, you fucko. Yeah, that that uh, grumble picked a good time to get religious. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> God, yeah, I think so, I'm pretty wait, sure so, prayer works just as well as so the chemo. courts though. So a lower court and then the higher court. So what's the, going on? The judge, that? the judge in the higher court says that the uh, the lower court has to reconsider. I don't know why it goes back to the lower court. I don't know why the higher court can't just say, uh, "I overturn that. Get that girl in chemo." Maybe uh, I don't know. The law is so weird. It's weird. I'm not a lawyer, so yeah. there you probably go. I didn't pass some the argument probably or the the foundations of the decision probably weren't good yeah. enough or something. I don't but know. But I mean, so this, weird. it's a, the fact that any judge would be like, mm, "Yeah, you have the legal right to risk your daughter's life." That that to me just says something about how we view religion in this country. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because you don't. Mm. Everyone out there, your religion does not give you the right to risk your child's life. No. Maybe risk your own. Uh, absolutely. Risk your own. Put yours on the line. All day long. Sure. But uh, People skydive. Sure. People base jump. Yeah, yeah. People squirrel. <laughs> you talking about the squirrel suits? The, uh -huh, the, yeah. the wing suits? Uh-huh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like a gay sex thing. Why is it all about gay sex with you, Dan? Because gay sex is funnier than straight sex. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's true, Dan. In a con in in a modern context, in the current environment, I think gay sex is funny. It's not. Well, not actual gay sex, just the concept of gay sex. <laughs> what? Why? Okay. Just the words "gay sex." Explain. No, I don't think I don't think I understand. If you don't understand, then you you just don't get it. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to pull that one on me. <laughs> No, seriously. It's just, it's just, uh, it's just a, 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 a more rare thing. It's not rare, but it's, it's, <laughs> believe me, it's the opposite of the common thing or whatever. <laughs> Gay sex. I don't know. It's funny. Huh. Interesting. I would say there's nothing funny about it. Really? Never? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. All right, I got another one. Okay. Uh, let's see. Actually, <clears throat> let me... Uh, oh, I have two good stories, and I just can't choose between them. <sighs> I have two. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'm going to go with... Um, I'm going to go with... You could do them both if you're fast. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Okay. Um, so, um, the uh, Quebec in Canada... We. Oui is uh, their government this week has uh, introduced um, a uh, their Charter of Quebec Values. Oh, dear. Um, I don't and... like it when the word values comes out of a government. <laughs> it's, it's almost never a good thing. Well, they're apparently Quebecois values yeah. um, do not include overt 
or the, 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 the adorning of overt religious symbols. Oh. Uh, that is very like, un-Quebecois. Like to, to, to wear your symbols? To wear religious symbols so like in crosses public. And and so, so they're, what, so what they're trying about? to ban the wearing of um, uh, burqas. Oh, hijabs, shit. Oh. Uh, yarmulkes. <laughs> Sikh <laughs> turbans. And large crosses. Like the general populace wearing this? No, 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 no. Uh, Well, the only thing that they can really apply it to would be civil servants, teachers, law enforcement officers, firefighters, doctors, nurses, and public daycare employees. Only those people. Wow. Um, Otherwise, obviously, if you're just walking down the street, you can, you know, wear what you want to. Or if you work in in a shop and... The shop so, allows you to, then that's fine. What about wearing like a, a cross around your neck or wearing like a... Well, a cr- okay. So the things that are allowed are um, for these for these folks would be um, small pieces of jewelry uh, that, that show <laughs> their, their religious affiliation. So a Christian could wear a small cross that's showing around uh-huh. their neck. Or um, okay. they could wear a ring... Oh, that shows my. what religion they are. So a CTR ring for the Mormons. Oh, um, oh yeah. You could. You sure. Could. Um, their, their little info, their poster that they've printed up officially that sort of is the guide to the public as to like <laughs> what they, what, what's acceptable and what's not, shows a woman wearing a small um, um, crescent and star earring. Oh my god. Um and let me tell you this cross that's being worn is very small and there's a hand that's just sort of there that has on uh the middle finger a star of David. Okay, ring. That's... Which I I like I'm sure that these pieces of jewelry exist right somewhere. But they're not the like a Christian cross around the neck is sort of the accepted um, it, it's not like it's a requirement. No, I've ever heard any religion no. requiring. No, it's just any, it's, or any Christian church requiring. It's just jury, but, but it's but it's it's common and it's yeah. it's a very typical Christian expression of faith. Right. Whereas, whereas these other things a, are are required. A, a ju- exactly. A, exactly. A yarmulke, a burqa, well, not a burqa, but like a hijab. Mm-hmm. These things are. These people feel that they are under like. Under divine edict to right. wear this exactly, uh, and apparently not the same thing. On par with that, according to the Quebecois government, the Quebec government uh, would be a large cross. Oh. Large crosses are oh, that's how they get around it. Are gauche? We're, we're <laughs> <laughs> you see, we're we're denying the Christians their thing They're, too. If it's they too can't large. Wear large crosses, it's overt. Okay, here's my question then. Can I wear a very tiny yarmulke? Like those like a little thimble sized yarmulke. I think that's the, the test, isn't I think, it? I think we have to and can I wear it's not overt. Right. It's a tiny What if it was a yarmulke made of hair? <laughs> oh god. So it's it's not overt. It's hard to see. Oh, it my kind of god. blends in. It's right? it's 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 the tupamica. <laughs> Same with same with uh, a hijab. It's like a, a a wig that covers the woman's hair. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it. And that like ties under her chin. 
the, a hijab <laughs> made of hair, but somebody else's hair made so, of faux hair. Made of faux hair. Yeah. Maybe made. A, yeah. This is this is good. <laughs> We're coming up with the workarounds here, people. On the spot. This is how good we are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this this law, if it passes, it hasn't passed. But it, I mean, it is like they know this thing's passing. Really, the, the Quebecois government. There's really no way for the opposition to. Um, what a bunch to, of douchebags! Uh, any any real opposition to? This. I mean, I'm a. I don't like religion. I the thing is, they like religion. I don't like. Do. I don't yeah. like religion. Yeah. But I'm certainly not opposed to somebody wearing a silly, you know, their 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 brand of hat. Yeah. If it's you know if they think their God wants them to wear the this certain hat, sure, then fucking wear the hat. It's fine. Wear the scarf. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> to care about that stuff is so trumped up. Yeah, let me not <clears throat> wear a hijab, right, or right. some yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. or a yarmulke or some sort of overt thing. Right, that me being free to not and to coexist with people who do. That's my idea of a of of or an ideal, I you know concept of a secular yeah. society in my mind yeah. is one that sort of, well, it may not be fully secular, but at least it's one that like truly allow. It's a pluralistic society, and that's I'm much more interested in that. Yeah, the whole thing one is where we can all just coexist. We all get along. It's all fine. You know, as if I had my it, druthers, I mean, there wouldn't be anybody wearing any of that crap. But I'm not going to change their mind, and it's, we're all going to be happier if we just get along. Right, right. And as long as it's not, you know, infringing on anybody else's rights. I mean, sure. you know, when when your religion says that you don't have to treat your child's cancer, we as a society won't allow that. Absolutely. But when it's when it comes to headwear, when it comes to like, what you're not hurting anymore. No, no. Do you know? Does it, does it mention how they how they're justifying this law, other than Jesus is right, so they have to suffer? Well, I think it's, it, it it smacks of sort of you know like what the French are doing too. Yeah, of, I know. Of um, they have this concept of what it means to be their thing, right? right? What it means to be French. What it means to be Quebecois. This right? is our in group, right? This this is who we are. This is this is our little this is our little corner of the world, and you're moving into it, and you're trying to change it, right? Well, guess what? You're going to change it on your own. Yeah. Your your culture is always in flux. Cultures change; they and, morph. And here's the other and it's thing: fine. I've been to Quebec several times. I've been to Montreal. I've been mm. to Quebec City. Mm. Yeah, they're still in Canada. It's not like their fashion's that great. It's not like they. <laughs> so the replacement. Yeah, I mean the, it's, the alternative. Yeah, it's not. It's not like this is hurting their their rep as like fashion town U.S. Right? Well, Canada. Right. Yeah, you know, it's not. It's not like they're. It's not like having these people walk around makes them look look worse. So you think that this is based in fashion? I think it's a fashion idea. I think you, it's. You think the snooty high fashion <laughs> members of right. Quebec's if they could provincial outlaw, parliament if they could outlaw provincial just, ha- what what is what do you call the convening governing body on the I don't know, provincial government? Pro- provincial. It's not parliament though, right? I don't know. Do they have a provincial parliament? I just think they have a, a provincial government. I don't know. Well, they, have, they elect representatives of some sort, members of. It's actually provincial... passed down from from father to son. It's all. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's all. Uh, it's a. It's, I, I I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know tons about Canada, but it's, I can tell you. It's patrilinear. They like to. Um, 
It's not royalty per se, but no, I have no idea. It just, it, yeah, I, I, this kind of stuff just irks me. Yeah, there you go. All right, well, no, no kippas for you. Fine. Yeah, I'm okay with that. And I don't have time for my other story. Damn okay. it! Can I at least say what the other story was? <laughs> yes, you can mention so it so that so that people can can delight in what I delighted in. Um, apparently. Um, the freedom, or I'm sorry, the focus on the family, everybody knows this group, super conservative, evangelical, the FOF, the FOF, focus on the family, uh, has, uh, had massive layoffs. 40% of their current positions, um, have been eliminated due to a $3 million budget deficit and they are restructuring. And so this, oh man, so sad. Uh, so how how will the family survive now? Who's focusing on them now? It's going to get blurry, Dan. <laughs> what's going to happen? People are going to look at families and just be like, I can't. Are you guys? What's going? <laughs> it's like there's a film. Yeah. Over anywhere. Oh, no. The poor family. You. I can't see you, family. All right. <laughs> well, uh, uh, you know, uh, if you want to get in touch with us. Yeah. You um, can do that. You can do that. Yes. This is a possibility, people. It. It's out there. <laughs> so you could start by going to Facebook yeah. and just uh, going to facebook.com slash TGI Atheist. You could also click like. If you were so inclined, you could uh, leave us a voicemail at 424-666-8442. Yeah, yeah. Or, uh, or you can uh, email us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. I almost didn't listen to what you said, so I assumed that you were doing the, the email address, so I yeah, almost did the... I mixed it up. I Dan. know. I I caught it right at the end, though. I was about to do the voicemail, and then I did the email instead. <laughs> well, we should probably move on to some uh, our little break. Yeah, do a, audio. do a bit of audio. Sure. Um, what do we got? We've got Cindy Jacobs today. Okay. Um, who is a prophet of oh. sorts, from what I gather about her. I need to look more into her, because she's, she's fun. I've seen a few of her clips on, on YouTube, and she's, she's a little wacky. She's pretty fancy. And so in this clip, um, we're actually going to see her. Well, you're, we're going to see. You're not going to see. We'll hear her um, with in, involved in some sort of <laughs> uh, healing, I suppose. I, I don't guess. know what she does. but It's you'll... a weather-based healing <laughs> that she likes to go for. <laughs> so when you hear yeah. her like yell, just know that she's knocking over an old lady when she does yeah. it. Yeah. Need a word for Kansas. Yeah, you feel it? Oh, the whirlwind of God! <laughs> You're so fun. <laughs> Here's some more. The Lord says, I am going to kiss the ground of Kansas. Mm. Powerful. Hallelujah. The drought will not only be broken, but I am going to set borders on your borders of my blessing. And it will be abundantly clear when a state honors me, I honor that state, says the Lord. And the Lord says, there is going to be a historic 
harvest of souls that follows after the harvest of the natural, says God. And the Lord says, you're going to see thousands start coming to the Lord, not just in one place, says the Lord, but from the north to the south, to the east, to the west. I am coming and flowing with my wind, the mighty rushing wind. And they will say, this is that which the prophets foretold. For God says, now is a full circle time for Topeka. Now is a full circle time where I'm giving you another chance and I'm going to release a new Pentecost of my glory. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? You feel it? You know what, though? That doesn't sound anywhere near any more silly than her saying drouth. The drought is going to be over. Yeah. She speaks. She is. When she does that, she's speaking the ancient language of babies. Mm hmm. Yeah. She's yeah. delightful. You know, honestly, what it says is if you if you speak slowly enough that you think about each sentence before you actually say it. Mm-hmm. And you have a nice like piano underscoring, right? Yeah, like a, like a moody, really like ooh, piano underscoring. People will take you seriously. Yeah, yeah. I think we should do that. She's clearly someone to take seriously. Absolutely. She knocked over two old women. She did. It was amazing. <laughs> the way she didn't actually physically touch them. That's what's great. Yeah. You know, the women co- go up. Everybody kind of knows what's about to happen. There are guys that get behind these women so that they can, like, catch them. Right. And then they, they're she, trust falling. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's, it's <laughs> the trust fall for Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> she, she goes, the whirlwind of God. And then they go, ah. And literally both of them, neither of them really is trusting. Like right. in the video, they're both like, I'm going to gently fall to the ground flailing now. And when the guy behind them grabs them, grabs them then, then they then they release. Backward. Yeah. yeah, it was really funny. And uh, and then some out of out of nowhere, airline blankets appear <laughs> <laughs> that laid on, across they, them. They kind of look shroudy to me. They, oh, look, they, were just, they look blue and fleecy <laughs> to me. <laughs> Of course, that might have just been the blur from the video compression. Thank you for flying air crazy. <laughs> uh, well, we got some emails. All right. You do, you do emails. Okay. Um, we got one from Eric, uh, who's a married lawyer with three sons. Okay. He says, uh, he says his wife and he are atheists. Um, they passively celebrate major religious holidays out of tradition, which they love. And, yeah. of course, you and I have come out in favor of that. Yeah, it's fine. Um, he says, I've been reading both The Lord of the Rings and The Chronicles of Narnia with my two older sons. I okay. have received some bizarre comments about these books from both the crazy Christians, the CC, he oh. says in parentheses, and the aggressive atheists, the AA. Oh, yeah, <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, I'm not sure which group is crazier. 
It's a toss-up at this point, but I told the groups to basically fuck off. They are books, and if Jesus Christ is a big fucking lion who kicks the shit out of the bad guys, then maybe I'll start going to church. <laughs> okay. Same goes for Lord of the Rings. Uh, plus the CC, the crazy Christians. Uh, the CC points out that the occultism and paganism present in these books. My response? Great! <laughs> anyway, I... You know, he goes on to just say that, you know, this is this is all just, you know, he's getting shit from both sides for reading a couple of children's books. Who cares? I mean, who the fuck cares? Yeah. It's not it's... about Jesus. You know, he's right that, uh, that um, what's his name? Who wrote that? The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, the Narnia series? Um, why can't I think of his name? Uh, uh, Lewis. Yes. So, yes. Uh, he did intend for that to be sort of vaguely allegorical about mm -hmm. christianity mm -hmm. yeah and but the truth is that uh lord of the ring that uh tolkien was very christian too yeah they were both very christian people yeah. tolkien wasn't as interested in direct allegory mm -hmm. like you know he didn't throw santa claus randomly into his books right which lewis did right inexplicably yeah um but they were <sighs> buddies they used to meet at... I've been to the pub where they used to meet weekly. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Interesting. At Oxford. I was in an eighth grade production of The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. <laughs> I don't remember what I played, though. You played Mr. Beaver. That's who you played. That's what I'm going to say. It's possible. <laughs> I, I know I didn't have a major part. It wasn't one of the four kids. No. and Or was it? You I were... might have been one of the kids. Okay. I can't... I, but that doesn't jive jibe with my whole idea of like it wasn't a major role yeah okay. so it couldn't i couldn't have been one of the kids anyways i do recall being in it and i remember how how horrible and horrible that production was <laughs> well i so i think obviously christians are silly and they're gonna they're gonna tell you you shouldn't read x y or z mm -hmm. I, I, I would imagine it's strange to me that they would object that the christians would object to these books yeah, that is weird. Since Although the, the uh, you know the the Lord of the, the Rings crazy Christians though that's yeah. the issue here. The Lord of the Rings does have all this sort of magic, and clearly critters that don't really exist. There and are no orcs. That's just devil talk. Why are you? And if nothing, why are you filling filling your mind with that? Right. Why are you wasting your time with all of this fiction when all you this could fantasy when you fantasy. could when you could be filling it with the truth. Of a man that walks on water and donkeys that can talk. Yes, clearly much better for you. Re I mean, be honest with yourself, will you? Mm. Just, just yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, but that, but yeah, for atheists to be all worried about, you know, the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe. First you, of all, just teach okay. your kids well. Fucking read the Bible to them. Just teach them like mm. how to think. Right, and they'll be fine. Right. It yeah. doesn't matter what you read to them. You just need to teach them what well, good. It does matter, and you should be reading the you should be reading the good stuff, and you should be reading, you know, the the stuff that a, a lot of our culture is based upon. Right. I'd rather have my kids like, reading *Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe* than *Twilight*. Yeah. Yeah. Well, absolutely. No doubt. Yeah. I, so, don't, I, mean, I don't have kids. To yeah. be clear. <laughs> but if I did, but, but, but clearly, people drawing these lines, it's. It's absurd. It's because, stupid. like, ultimately, then what's left for you? Right. If you're an atheist and you're going to avoid all books that have any sort of, like, what, 
in it no, that, that's it, being objected to here. Uh, the metaphorical reference to Jesus. Oh, I'll okay. But, but but again, but who the cares? G- but here's the thing. The you can G- enjoy it without that. I didn't know when I first... Sure, sure. And why would you know? that story. As, as Eric points out, uh, Jesus isn't a lion. Right. Who ta- and Jesus also didn't kick ass, as Eric points out. Right. <laughs> That's true. Jesus went around being all peaceful, as Lan did not do that. He metaphorically kicked ass. He kicked... He kicked the, the ass of death of bad ideas. He broke off the chains of death. Yeah, yeah. Dan, whatever. Anyway, I, I, you know, the thing is, what you're supposed to do, I guess, is read your kids the Golden Compass series or whatever, because that was written by an atheist. Who cares? Let the record show that Frank just rolled his eyes and stuck his tongue out. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly right, Frank. Your your silent response is the correct response because it's so stupid. Who the fuck cares? Anyway, thanks for writing in, Eric. <laughs> yeah, thank you. That's good. Um, do you want to do a voicemail? Yeah, and then sure. We'll, we'll sort of I can switch do a off. Voicemail. Yeah, I've got one. Okay, what do you got? I got one uh, queued up here, so to speak. Let's, Ready to roll. Let's uh, let's play Brian's first. Hey guys, this is Brian, uh, Jehovah's Witness. We shared some emails. Um, anyway, just wanted to give you guys kind of an update on what's been going on and. Also, I have some, I think, pretty valuable advice, but maybe you guys can be the judge of that. Anyway, um, turns out that I had a whole bunch of family members living probably about five to seven miles away from where I grew up, and I never knew any of them because these guys are my, these people are my dad's family, and he never really was too secretive about him, but he never really said anything except stuff that was bad. You know, like he'd, he'd always make a comment like, watch, watch your drinking because alcoholism runs in the family. Well, through a chance encounter on Facebook, I uh, discovered, uh, I actually ran across one of my dad's cousins who was one of the people that grew up not very far away from where I did. And I've been talking to her and their family and my great aunt and all these and all these first cousins and second cousins that I never knew before. And it turns out, no, nobody's not very many alcoholics in the family. So, but I did have some great conversations with them. They said, you know, you're absolutely, you know, you're welcome to be part of our family. We welcome you with open arms and. It was. It's been a great experience so far. I haven't met him yet, so I can't say that you know it was an absolute wonderful thing. But hey, at least uh, you know it's been going good so far. So I guess the point of my message is, if, if anybody's in the situation where they kind of grew up and they were kind of insulated from their extended family who weren't part of your uh, cult or religious or high control religious group or whatever, don't hesitate to look them up. Because nine times out of ten, you're going to be glad you did. Don't deny yourself that. So I guess that's kind of why I called in. And you know, all right, bye. Well, thanks, Brian. There you go. I think that's see, that's finding, nice. That's a nice thing. Finding yeah. family. Yeah, you're you, leaving your 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 religion might actually open up your world rather than closing it down. Um. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I mean, any think. sort any of these insular, you know groups i mean mormonism even has its own 
you know, the, my my parents, while they didn't like cut us off from the family, the family was at arm's length mm-hmm. at all I, times. I had one uncle that I didn't know well at all. Yeah. Because uh, he left and went to Catholicism. Catholicism. <laughs> it's not like the it's and it's harmless. And it's not like what's weird is that not harmless, but it's not that my mom, who is his sister, I mean, he's since passed away. He mm-hmm. recently passed away, but I mean, it's not like my mom shunned him. Right. But my grandmother mm. basically cut him off when really? he married. When he married a, a Catholic woman, it was like, whoosh, you're wow, kind of done. And the rest of the family just sort of, he got mad at the, at them, mm-hmm. and it was just like there, there, a rift was created. Yeah. Religion does that. So it really, he, does. he was the uncle that I never really knew. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it may not be totally entirely fair as far as like with, especially with like immediate, like with my grandparents mm-hmm. and um, with like aunts and uncles. Not really, mm-hmm. um, but it's it's more sort of the. The, that one step away. Right. My dad's family was like crazy close. He grew up. I mean, he literally like grew up with his cousins. Oh, really? And yeah. um, and like incredibly close family ties. Mm-hmm. And those people, as soon as you know the my parents got uber Mormon, just hardly hardly would ever see them. Mm. And these were people who would like show up every once in a while. You know, yeah, who, yeah, who yeah. would be like, but just, we didn't go to their places. Just Every once in a while, they would oh. show up. Really? Well, I mean, there might be, be, be a call. You might have like been they... exposed to coffee. <laughs> no, if that had happened. With the grandparents, there was that was already taken oh, care that was, of. Okay. Grandma smoked and, and uh, had her coffee. And <laughs> oh, I wish that, I had so. had that in my life. I wish I had had that influence there. There's a, there's a, there's a certain mixture of old lady perfume, <laughs> cigarette smoke... And coffee. and coffee that is like crazy what memories come flooding back for yeah me. yeah 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 they say that's that the smell is the scent that's most tied into memory yeah isn't that crazy this is so interesting yeah. um i got an email uh from donna mm. uh she says uh hey frank and dan um she loves the podcast uh which that's good I encourage that. Yeah. Loving the podcast. Anyway, she says one of her one of her best friends from high school is Mormon. Ah. Uh he uh everybody knew him as the Mormon kid in okay. school. He never really talked about it though or tried to get us to go to church with him, she says. Mm. Uh his dad is the she says his dad is the deacon at the local church. I think she means bishop. Probably. Um at the local church. So she guesses that he that her friend was really involved in church, even though he never mentioned it. Mm. And if you're the only Mormon, you probably don't mention Mormonism. Yeah, not too much. I mean, I I would I would lay low too, <laughs> or rather fly under the radar. Yeah, religiously speaking. Hmm. Um, here's the thing. Uh, he has gone on his mission. This young man, this young Mormon man. Uh, he's coming back in a week, and she's nervous. Because she doesn't know what to expect. Will she get like some crazy dude who talks only who only talks about Mormonism? Because she's written to him apparently, and mm-hmm. he, every time he writes back, he just writes the same shit. He doesn't like it's just about like what he's doing, and what he's doing is always the same. Right. So it's just like all Mormon all the time. Well, so that's she, all he's involved in. Right so now. she he, says, to be fair, <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have anything else to write about. No, he's not allowed to do anything else. I did. 
You did do other things? I had things to write about. Saw the Pantheon this week. Oh, yeah. Saw the Coliseum this week. Right. Saw, went to the Forum this week. Sure. So, but yeah. that's because I lived for uh, the day off. Yeah. Yeah. For the personal day. Yeah, the P-Day. P-Day. Uh, so, and Donna says she's researched more and more about her beliefs because she was Catholic. She mm. was raised Catholic, and she's grown farther from the dogmas of Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And even went as far as to tell her parents that she's not believing anymore. Oh, wow. Yeah. Congratulations step, on yeah. that. That's that's a tough one. Um, she says she's also learned a lot about Mormon religion and all its craziness. Um, so she says, so her friend is in a poor area of this country. So he's still in the U.S. Mm. Is, is my sense of it. Okay. Um, so she says... Um, she asks you specifically because you went on a mission. Yeah. Frank, how did you feel when you came back from your mission? She says she sometimes jokes about how it feels like he's been in jail for two years. Yeah. Yeah. In a lot of ways he has. He says we're, she says we're all nervous to see him when he comes back. Hopefully you can add some insight. I would um, give him a certain amount of space. Yes. And have very 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 low expectations as to what your initial encounters plural with him will be right they'll be limited he'll be he'll be afraid of women uh-huh. for i mean that wasn't your experience because you're because because you're gay but like standard mormon missionary young men come back really afraid of women well but with a uh incredible desire to get married right a ridiculous and, and by married desire to we get mean married. have sex but the only way to have sex is to get married exactly yeah so so yeah give him some space go ahead and say hi to him just don't ex- yeah. the thing is he will be a little bit nutty for uh, just a couple months yeah it, it sh- a certain amount of it will wear off how there only time will tell <laughs> as to how much mormonism and the mission experience has stuck. Right, right. Um, you know, because it can it can go any way. But yeah. the statistics do show that he is now Mormon. Yeah. It's lo- it usually locks it in. Yeah. Um so so yeah, I mean That's you don't they don't, do it, don't expect to have great theological conversations with him because you won't be able to. No. M- missionaries have mouths but not ears is is what i've always said they and this goes for anybody who if a missionary comes to your door don't expect to have a good conversation right because they won't listen they will talk right they will wait while you finish your sentence while Mm -hmm. you finish whatever it is you're saying but they won't hear you right and he won't be able to for a while yeah so that's what to expect i think that's fair to say Mm -hmm. um but yeah i think the best thing is just to give him space yeah. If if the, if the if the friendship is to last, I mean the, the the thing is he's he grew up in an area where there weren't a ton of Mormons. Mm-hmm. He so, went off and he had his big Mormon experience, got completely indoctrinated, like right. fully, more so than he could ever have been before. Right. Um. And if he if he drank the Kool Aid, um, yeah, it's it's going to be a while before you see that same person if yeah. you do. To be and, honest, and if you're ever again, you know, if you want to test the waters a little bit, in a couple months, you got to give it a couple months because this won't work right away. But right. in a couple months, like, go like watch a movie with him in your apartment or whatever, hmm. and just see what snuggling happens. 
<laughs> if he if he's amenable, you know you can get him back. Maybe. Who can say? It's redemption through sex. <laughs> God. All right, we have another voicemail. This one is from Jim. Hi, it's Jim in Washington. Hey, I'm planning on uh, taking a trip out through uh, Utah at the end of the month, and I really want to try to go by this, that whatever it is, big-ass temple in Salt Lake City. I, I've seen pictures of it, and I'm just wondering, is there a way to, like, sneak in there? I mean, I guess people aren't allowed in there unless they're Mormons or, or whatever, but I'm just curious, is, is there, like, a... a as, as Mormons, maybe you could tell me there's a way to sneak in. I just want to, just to say I did. Anyway, later. Okay, so Jim, there's a door <laughs> on the back that's marked custodial access only. You they never lock you it. You won't initially they, see it. You yeah. actually have to go back around and down some stairs yeah. and through like a little... It's like a, not a hallway because it's still outside, but yeah, once just, you go through that, yeah. it's covered by hedges, Yeah, you can go straight in. Yeah. You'll get right in. And yeah, look around. Sure. It's kind of cool. These are lies. <laughs> you are not getting in that building. <laughs> no. there is, let me tell you something. There's no chance. Right. If you were with SEAL Team 6, you yeah. might be able to get in that building. We know one person, <laughs> and he was on this podcast, Yeah, who's ever like done it. And it's because in. he worked in the temple. He knows the whole routine, and he has access to uh to the to the, to to credentials. the cards yeah that he, are computer controlled now he got credentials yeah and he got in yeah you, there's no chance you're getting in that building <laughs> you can go around it you, you can, can go oh, right yeah. you can go right there's up a to lovely it. model you can see uh, it's like a cutaway dollhouse oh model yeah of exactly it so you'll centers. see you can't you can see what's inside of it yeah but yeah you're not you you're you're not getting in that building no. sorry like, the entrance isn't even through the doors that you see on the building. No. The entrance to that building is underground. You well, go the, into a different There's a building, building adjacent. Right. That you actually go into. And, and then, then you, you go down this ramp thing. Right. And through a tunnel. Yeah. And that's how you get into that building. Yeah. So, I mean. Sorry, Jim. Go ahead and make an attempt if you want to. <laughs> you will be arrested. <laughs> Their their security is tight. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen Religious, the yeah. the Bill Maher movie, mm. then you've seen how quickly and how quickly their security responds. And that was just out on the plaza. Yeah, he was just out with a camera on the grass talking into a they, microphone. That door and they shut it down. Yeah, yeah, like that's that they are quick. You can't even you know you can't even be walking through there at midnight and kiss a boy. No. Like a boy can't even kiss a boy without without. Without the sacred police showing up. Swooping down like the peregrine <laughs> falcons that live in their building. Uh, yes, indeed. So, But so, if you try, so let we, us know. Yeah. Write, we'll, us, write to us from jail. <laughs> we'll we'll ch check out the tabernacle. You can go in that. You can go in the conference center. Definitely do check you out. Know, check out all of the, the things the because the, it's cool. Yeah, it's well, interesting. It, it yeah, may not be cool. It may, it's not cool. But if you go in, if you go into the tabernacle, they'll do the uh, the sound tests for you, where yeah. they they drop like drop nails a, and a, pins, uh -huh. and and you can hear it, and yeah, all oh. the way across the building, yeah. it's like, so acoustically. There's nobody in it, right? And the sound just travels. It's amazing. She speaks to you without a microphone. She's all the way across the room. She even turns around and turns her back to you, and you can still hear I her know, speaking. It's 
truly remarkable. Jesus designed that building. Yeah. But that doesn't work in the conference center, does it? No. No. Anyway, uh, also, you can go and visit Space Jesus. Oh, you have to see Space Jesus. Yeah, you'll want to see yeah. Space Jesus. Okay. Um, but and yeah. ask where Space Jesus is. Yeah. Find a sister missionary. <laughs> they, <laughs> they'll be everywhere. Yeah. They'll, they'll want to answer your questions. And just be like, I heard that there was a Space Jesus where here. Where is that Space I need Jesus? <laughs> ask just for that, specifically. <laughs> It'll make us happy. Yeah. And then tell us about it. And then write to us. Let us know how it goes. <laughs> And by the way, uh, I'm just going to point this out. Uh, those of you who are coming in April to mm. the American Atheist Conference, Frank and I are still, we're going to be doing the tour, do the tour and yeah. we will take you through the, the temple grounds. Yeah. Not through the temple. Not through the temple. Through the temple grounds. The grounds. <laughs> well, Franklin. Yes. Oh, we have one donor. I'm, I, oh, I just wanted to, the I wanted to mention Thank the, the donor. donor. Yeah. Um, Ian. Is, Thank is you, now Ian. a donor to our to Thank our you very show. Much. So we really appreciate that. Um, we're, you know, I I see the amount of donation that we get, which mm-hmm. for which I am immensely grateful. Mm. And then the amount of donation, f- we don't hit the donation thing very hard, is what I'm getting to. Oh yeah, but uh, pay your tithing, folks. That's what I'm getting to. <laughs> or not? Or it's or not don't. a tithe. It's, it's totally. Uh, it's one tithe is a tenth of your income. Well, yeah. This is $5 a month. Right. Yeah. You or can... a one-time donation. Right. Of, of whatever. Of your choosing. Yeah. 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 It, it's just nice. It just helps us out. Anyway, um, and oh, and to do that, you can go to our website, which is uh, thankgodimatheist.com. And you can, uh, yeah, do that. Franklin. Yes. Do you, do you suffer? Are you a sufferer of frigatriscadecophobia? Um... Um, there, there's a, there's a balm for that, isn't there? I think, I think if a salve, there's, that's, I mean, you have to go to like a Chinese, uh, (laughs) grocery to find it. Oh yeah. Okay. Frigatriscadecophobia. That doesn't sound Chinese to me. (laughs) I was going to do something horribly racist just to make it sound Chinese. (laughs) Anyway, uh, fear. Thank you for not. Fear of Friday the 13th. Ah! Because that's what day it is right now. Oh, happy Friday the 13th, Dan. Thanks. I'm terrified. It only happens one to three times a year. Indeed. But always one to three times a year. One to three times a year. Guaranteed. It happens at least once, but no more than three. It's going to happen again in December. Crazy. It is, really. Mm -hmm. We'll get another one. Our wacky calendar. Nutty. Just (laughs) nutty. Oh. Mm. Anywho. that, That Pope. Anywho, so uh, so we, we wanted to talk a little about superstitions. Mm, yeah. People are afraid of this day. Oh, I know. It's All right. Does, is, do you know anybody who's actually afraid of the of number, Friday the 13th? Of Friday the 13th or the, or number, the number or Fridays in general? Or Fridays or any of that stuff? <sighs> not, not that I'm aware of. Like, not that specific. I... I, I, you know, I mean, there's that level of superstition that I think is really pervasive in our, in our culture where people do feel like I, I, they know it's silly, but they still knock on wood. Right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. They they don't want to tempt fate and somehow that (laughs) untempts fate. Right. Somehow. And I guarantee you. And that's the one that I, I, I see that a lot. And, um, what's the other one that's, I think pretty legit that some, that somehow just has its tentacles all over 
Another know. superstition? Yeah, another really common one. I Can you think know. of one that's like... Because that one you see and hear a lot. The knocking on wood or... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to a certain extent. Not like... Sure. Not like 90% of the people do it. But like, you know, there's a there's a group. Sure. Well, I, and, and, and sort of it's a cultural meme, right? We all... Yeah. You know, if somebody says something, then it's like, uh-oh, knock on wood. Yeah. But you start Because you're to... not supposed to say the thing that... What's funny is that it always happens after somebody says what they want. Yeah. Oh. Don't ever say what you want. It's not going to happen. What the fuck? Say what you want. Yeah. Put it out there. That's the secret. Oprah taught us that. That's right. Yeah. It is the secret. <laughs> There's a secret, and that is it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just say what you want. And it'll happen yeah. if you put it into the universe. Mm. Anyway, so it's Friday the 13th. Where does that come from? Why do we fear Friday the 13th? Well... There's a lot of there's a lot theory. of theory about this. Um, it doesn't help. Well, I, I think it, more importantly, it's that it's Friday, which is a weird day. Oh. It's, it's, the, it's obviously the convergence of these two things. It's this weird sense of the number thirteen, which right. is ancient. Yeah, that's true. That's... Because you find this weird sense of the number thirteen in, in m- multiple different cultures. Right. Uh, so it must come from somewhere. <laughs> um, and and then uh, Fridays and then this are weird Friday thing, which bad. I never really knew was a thing that people didn't like Friday. It was well, an, because in our culture, day. everybody loves Friday. Yeah. Thank God it's Friday. There was a restaurant named after that. Right. But traditionally, Friday was the unluckiest of the days by some people's standards. Why? Well, I mean, there. So there are several things that are connected with that. Um, Friday was the day that Jesus was murdered. Traditionally, tra- yeah. The tradition holds. It doesn't work though. Good Friday, and then he rose on Sunday. He was dead. He was. He was in the ground for three days. Why are you ruining everything for the Christians? <laughs> Why do you have to? We're not in the ground. He was in the he was in the tomb for three days. We know that, right? How many days was Jesus in the tomb? Three days. Friday, well, why is Saturday, Good Friday? Sunday. Was it like at midnight oh one yeah. Friday morning that yeah. he was cruised that he died? What if he and that yeah, he rose exactly. at Sunday? I mean, because that would be Friday, Saturday, and then all. Yeah, that would so, be three so like days. yeah. I think you. I think if we put him in the in the in the hole Friday morning. And we collect and and we open the the tomb and he's gone Sunday like late Sunday night. Sure, that's mostly of three days. That's that's the bulk of three days. <laughs> <laughs> I don't buy it. Anyway, so that that's one theory that Friday's bad. Okay. Um, there's one that, apparently in the Canterbury Tales. There's a mention of oh. Friday being an unlucky day to undertake journeys. There was a whole thing about like undertaking journeys was bad on a Friday. I've undertook a pl- I think plenty of journeys I, on a Friday. I think they're That's just the talking day about to take a no, journey. No, I think you I get think, out of town for the weekend, you're gonna leave on a Friday. No, here's what he's saying. I think that this is true. This goes back to the Canterbury Tales. We're talking twelfth you know, fourteenth century. I'm thinking mm-hmm. this is bad traffic. Everybody's leaving <laughs> on Friday. You don't wanna battle that. <laughs> leave on the Thursday, leave on the Saturday. Mm. You're not battling the traffic. Yeah, the Damascus Road would just get all gummed up. Yeah. You don't want to just awful. You don't want to deal with that yeah. shit. Anyway, uh so so apparently in numerology the number twelve is considered the number of completeness. So if you have thirteen, then you're like over complete. You're like one more than complete. 
Which is bad. Yeah, I mean, it's like, Why you know. Would you, it, it's mocking completeness. Right, exactly. But like, why, why isn't 11 mocking? The com- is it because it's, it's a component of the completeness? Right, 11, you're still building toward completeness. It's like, uh, imagine on the on the playground, uh-huh. and, 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 and everybody, you know, the, did, you, did you ever play with a parachute on yeah, the playground? Yeah, yeah, so much fun. And And let's just say that, there are twelve kids, and they each have a little place where the parachute, a little, uh, a little corner, not a corner, but a little an edge, edge, a little point, and it's perfect. There's mm. just enough room for twelve kids around the parachute, and they're playing. Right. And then that one annoying kid shows oh, I up. I know who he was. Yeah, he shows up, and he's like, "Hey guys, can I play?" Eddie. Eddie <laughs> shows up, and he's like, "I want to do it too." <laughs> And everybody's like, oh, God, Eddie, okay. And then you have to, like, get uncomfortably close to the people next to you. And everybody's got to shift one down just so that (sighs) Eddie can come in. You were having a perfect childhood moment. Right. And then this additional kid shows up. Everyone was gleeful. It was completely... It was was a complete childhood. It was a genuine completion moment. The ball was bouncing around on the parachute. Oh, it was so much fun. And everybody, and then they they threw the parachute up and everybody would run into the center (gasps) Uh and then run back out. Oh, it was just, or you would, you would, you know, whoosh it up into the air. Right. And then turn around (gasps) and pull the edge down to the ground. And then you were all inside while it slowly deflated. That was a good one. Oh, that's so great. And then Eddie... That bastard. You can't do the turnaround thing because there's too many kids now. Well, you could you could just have Eddie stand in the middle. Fucking That's okay, fine. Delightful, Ed- and you could take turns sitting or standing in the I'm middle. I'm just saying, Eddie complicated everything. <sighs> Thirteen, man. That's the that's the problem. So where do we see twelve a lot? <clears throat> twelve gods of Olympus. Okay. Twelve tribes of, tribes of Israel. Oh. Twelve yeah. apostles. Uh-huh. Uh. Yeah, 12 apostles. 12 months in the year. 12 months in the year. 12 successors of Muhammad in Shia. What? Are you kidding me? 12 signs of the Zodiac. Uh Uh-huh. These are all 12s. 12. I want more 12s. A dozen. A a nice dozen. Donuts. None of this baker's shit. (laughs) Bakers are unlucky. Unlucky bunch. (laughs) You don't want a baker's dozen. No. Fuck that. Nope, don't take it. You know what? Baker's, that donut will kill you. Bakers should charge $6.66 for a baker's dozen <gasps> of donuts. Evil. No one would buy it. No, I would. <laughs> I would totally. I'd be there in a heartbeat. Okay, so so obviously number 13, now we, we, we live in a society, right. in a world. We live in a world. In a world. Have you seen that movie? No, but I want to. It's cute. Is it? Yeah, it's totally cute. In a world. Where, num- where the number 13 will kill you. Yes. One man rises. <laughs> uh, so we, we do live in a world, however, where uh, buildings are built. Yeah. Sun's 13th floor. Right. Well, you can't really build it without a 13th floor, but you can do all kinds well, of things. Well, you don't number it. Right. You skip the number. Right. You, you, the, the, what is the 13th floor? Is labeled the 14th floor. Yes. And all of that sort of thing. The elevator may even have a 13 button. But no floor to go to. Right. Because then people think that their 14th floor apartment isn't on the 13th floor. They don't want to feel like they're being tricked. No. No. So there's a 13 button. Because, uh, yeah. But it won't take you anywhere. Yeah. Press that button. Yeah. In Italy, the unlucky number is 17. Oh. Not sure why, but 
um, in apartment buildings, you'd be going along, you there'd be like apartment one, apartment two, apartment three, right? Yeah. And then you get up to apartment 15, apartment 16, apartment 16 and a half, apartment 18. <laughs> so they, they don't just skip. They didn't skip. But you just live in apartment 16 and a half. Which makes it sound like you've got this tiny little apartment. It's so cute. <laughs> no, it's 16 and a half. Oh, it's double. It's big. It's, it's, it's one. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's half again as much. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's 50% larger. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a picture here of, the, uh, of, a, of an elevator thing that's in Asia. And Asia, in Asia, apparently the number four is the scary one. Oh, okay. Cuz the in in Chinese, I guess in Mandarin, I, I think it's Mandarin. In Mandarin the uh the word for four and the word for death sound very alike. That was bad planning. That was, that was just poor poor planning, <laughs> right? Uh, we we don't have that. No. Anyway, so this so this 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 elevator panel I I think out of deference to the westerners skips 13. Okay. But it also skips anything that has four on it. So oh. it, it it goes to 16, but it skips 4, 13, and 14. Wow. Lucky yeah. it doesn't have like 50-some-odd floors. I know. Then because you'd, then you'd have to skip. Like, then you'd suddenly have 60 floors. You have, yeah, yeah. You have, yeah, you'd have like, <sighs> you'd have like 60-something floors on a 50-floor wow. building. Wow. It's a, good, like, it's a good way to cheat how tall your building is from the inside. Sure, yeah. Man, I don't want to. That would, that would suck. I live on the fiftieth slash seventy second. But they don't floor. even hide it. They don't. They they don't Mm-mm. put the buttons. No, no. It's just a one. It starts with negative one. I don't know why. I guess that's basement? the basement. And then one, two, three, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, fifteen, sixteen. Dumb, dumb. <laughs> You're just being dumb. Anyway, uh, so I mean, clearly these fears are there. Yeah. So we, I just we we wanted to talk a little bit about superstitions do you have any frank what's your superstition um what the only you? thing that really uh comes to mind as and it's probably why i was pressing it earlier i i do the knock on wood thing yeah i don't know that i like do you know where that comes from there's something about uh, uh nymphs in the in the woods right? good good fairies live live in trees yeah and so apparently if you cut down a tree there are still good fairies living in the woods, oh. so you you knock on wood to wake them up, and then they flee the tree, and then, and then you cut it down. You're, you're like, hey, no, no, it's just you wake. You're like, oh shit, I just said something that might jinx me. Hey, fairies, come out of the woods and and unjinx this for me. Oh, stupid! Nymphs. I thought it, oh, my mind totally went to a different, whole different oh, story. You're... I was like, what does a what does a logger do? No, he just cuts the, cuts it the m- fuck down. Most unlucky job or. I mean, those his instruments are very loud. Oh. It probably wakes them all up anyway. Well, he has to knock in this, in essence when he's chopping. Yeah, chop on wood. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Well, I mean, do you have any, Dan? Well, you know, I'm a theater guy, oh, so there's a which ton comes with a bunch. There's a ton of theater things. Now, I'm not superstitious, but the thing is that what I what I don't want to do, I don't want to go out on stage with someone who feels like bad luck has struck them yeah i want someone who's focused i want you know i want all of my acting partners to be right there with me right so i don't do i don't fuck with it i don't say break a leg you don't wish anybody good luck nope i i say break a leg okay i don't say the the word macbeth backstage right Right. um i don't i don't say i mean i mean i am careful Be, be not because i believe in the superstition but because people get 
thrown off. What happens when they do a production of Macbeth? You can say it. Okay. But, I mean, the, the play itself is considered to be sort of cursed. Yeah, I've heard that So, before. So, like, you know, bad things happen to productions, theoretically, of Macbeth. The wow. worst that I personally have ever encountered is that, you know, I was watching a show. I was watching Macbeth at the Utah Shakespeare Festival, and one of the witch's wigs came off. Uh, cursed. Cursed. Cursed play. Cursed to be this play. <laughs> and, I, ah, and I think no. a... a, a Poorer swordsman than myself once actually hit me with a sword when I was in a fight with him on oh, in, in, during a production dear. of Macbeth. God, but that's that happens when you're doing when you're swinging swords on stage. Somebody gets hurt. I mean, for all but your wig, for wigs, all your trying, never come off no. unless it's Macbeth. Unless it's Macbeth, it's never happened. Clearly, but you know, clearly that, it was. The but first. I'll tell you this: every actor who's been in the industry for long enough has a, a story of someone saying Macbeth and then something bad happening. Like, what kind of bad? Like, a uh, light falling off the thing and killing someone? One time, a, a like, a 500-pound wall fell on the, on a girl's back. Okay, that's bad. The day somebody said Macbeth. Ooh. Yeah. And you know someone who was part of that production? Mm-hmm. I know everyone who was part of that <gasps> production. Oh. I wasn't part of that production, but oh. it was at school, and so I just knew all the people, but yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, Noe. Like, her scapula was broken. Jesus. Yeah. What, um, that would be a weird, the scapula, I'm thinking of like the little wingy bones, mm-hmm. right? Yep, that's it. Your, oh, your shoulder blade. Uh, yeah, that's the one, the shoulder blade. Um, or, or wingy bone. <laughs> your wingy bone. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, so, so there's, that's a big one. Like if someone says Macbeth, you're supposed to like, you must make them leave the theater Spin around three times, usually say as many like awful swear words as they can think of, and spit. And then that's enough to take the curse off, theoretically. Oh, and then you bring them back in. God. And I will make people do that if I look around the room and there is somebody who's like, oh shit, they said Macbeth. <laughs> I'll make people, like, that's my superstition is that I've seen it actually throw actors off and make right. people forget, you know, their shit. And the other thing is that, oh, there's also no whistling backstage. Really? Oh, yeah. Don't whistle backstage. That actually has an interesting story behind it. We actually know probably why whistling backstage is unlucky. Okay. Why? Because you've seen, like, have you ever seen a fly loft in a theater? Uh Yeah. This is where this is where the set pieces like like big bars are connected to uh, rope rigging Uh and they can take things up and down like Uh big flats and stuff. Yeah. Well, the original versions of I mean this was a this at one point was a theatrical innovation mm. to have these things flying down. Yeah. And uh and the only people who knew how to do rigging like that were sailors. Sailors uh, knew everything there was to know about rigging. Well, that makes sense. Ropes yeah. and rigging. Yeah. And the way that they would call to each other to say, now's the time to drop rigging number three, now's the time to do it number four, and you know, all that stuff was through whistles. So the theory is, if you were whistling backstage, you might trigger a set change that wasn't supposed to happen yet. Oh. That's that's the theory behind why it's unlucky to whistle in the theater. It they don't it doesn't happen like that anymore. Yeah. So it would be... you'd think you could abandon the worry. Getting on a radio and uh signaling right. the, the, the yeah. cue yeah. would probably be more likely how that would happen yeah exactly inadvertently q50 go yeah is what you would hear as yeah. opposed to 
<laughs> but don't but but don't make no mistake this is still a thing right. our our mutual friend cameron mm. was walking backstage at the resident professional theater the big resident the resident theater in town which uh-huh. is uh pioneer, pioneer theater yeah. company um he and i were both in a few shows there and uh he was walking backstage whistling and the the then artistic director of that theater who was kind of <laughs> like literally said to him don't whistle in my theater wow like just snapped at him wow poor so, cameron so stupid <laughs> poor cameron i'm sure it just ruined cameron's day too well you know cameron he was fine <laughs> he just laughed it off but there you go. That's uh, so. Yeah, a lot of superstition Ooh. in the theater. Ooh, that's just so creepy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that Macbeth thing, man. You, you start to hear stories. You hear stories about like when uh, Orson Welles did Macbeth on Broadway. Oh yeah. And apparently, for the three witches, did he get fat? Was that- <laughs> it made him fat and drunk. <laughs> no, it, apparently he. I mean, the stories that you get. Who knows? I have no idea. Like how many iterations of this story happened before it got to my ears, and I've never done any research on it. So this could be so far from anything that's remotely true. Okay. But the story that I got was that he hired actual like Haitian voodoo practitioner women to be his uh to be to be his three witches. Oh. Because he wanted it to feel more like present. More yeah. Real. Yeah. Yeah. And one day, so they open. In oh, New York, yeah, and uh, and to you know some critical, uh, it wasn't a, a, an acclaimed uh, thing. There oh, was there was some okay. there was some criticism. Okay, one critic in, in particular was really uh, mean about oh, about the production. No. Why? So the next day, I don't know, you just didn't like it. So the next day, they're they're prepping for the show, and the witches don't show up. Where are the witches? Where are they? Where are they? Everybody's looking around. Stage managers going crazy. They can't get them on the phone. Finally, they send somebody to their house and find like chicken parts and scary blood shit all over their house and blah, 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 blah. And the critic died. Shut up. (laughs) They cursed him. (sighs) And also a bunch of other bad shit happened on that production. Wow. It's just an evil play. Oh, my God. Are you scared? Oh, I'm so scared. I don't want to go to the theater. It's a scary place. <laughs> they always do Macbeth around October. Mm. Yeah. Theater it's... companies want to get butts in seats. They yeah. always they put Macbeth around October. Oh, yeah. it's 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 got that vibe. To give them that scary sort of... <gasps> Although what's funny is that it's so not scary anymore. Like, Shakespeare's audience... When they heard three women talking about throwing weird ingredients in a cauldron, yeah, that was freaky shit for them. Right, right, right. But like a modern day audience, three women just like going on for ten minutes about like cool it with a baboon's blood. Yeah, everybody's like, okay, well, what? Their their business needs to be scary. Yeah, they need to give yeah. them some really freaky. It, exactly, like, because just the words entrails out of just the words used to be enough. Yeah, throw in the th- yeah a pilot's thumb. <laughs> And everybody's like, oh, now, yeah, now we're all like, oh, thumb. You better see it being hacked off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah drag that pilot onto stage, <laughs> put his hand on a block, and chop that fucker off. Yeah, blood spurt. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, well, that, thank you, Dan, for sharing 
so much about about the theater superstitions of the theater <laughs> superstitions of the theater <laughs> with Vincent Price oh no yeah, uh, right. so i mean uh, happy happy uh, friday the 13th superstitions if you if you're hearing this you probably survived yeah friday the 13th i hope so but yeah. I, I mean you know your arm could be broken or something oh Something unlucky could have occurred. You're correct. Be safe out there, everybody. Yeah. I'm terrified. Mm. I'm terrified. I'm going to go and lock myself in my house and <laughs> not leave. Yeah. For the remainder of the day. Yeah, it's you know. It's the wise thing to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why tempt fate? Don't. Knock on wood, everybody. Right now. <laughs> do it. Find Save yourself, yourself some wood. Get those fairies f- pumping or whatever they do. <laughs> Pumping fairies. All right, that's, a, that's the title of our new memoir, <laughs> the story of TGIA. Pumping fairies. The story of. Thank God, I'm. It's these. somebody's memoir. It is somebody's sure. memoir. Uh, all right. Well, thank uh, God, I'm atheist. Can be found online at uh, facebook.com/tgiatheist. Yeah, or you can uh, you can email us at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com, or you could leave us a voicemail at four two four six 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 eight four four two. Yeah, that's TGIA at the end there. Yeah. Not. A, we, it's so funny because when we picked that number, we we were all clever about TGIA, and then we realized that no, no, nobody has a home phone anymore. You right. don't, you don't see. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, anyway. sorry, guys. Oh. Uh, thanks as always to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their music. Yeah, and uh, everybody have a blessed week. Bye bye. <laughs>